Well, today is an exciting day, and uh, tomorrow, I hear, may even be a more exciting day uh, for some people. Tomorrow is Christmas Day, uh, and I imagine some of the kids who are up here on stage and other kids out there may be excited. Am I right, kids? Who's excited for Christmas tomorrow? All right, big kids out there, you know, adults, are we excited for Christmas tomorrow, maybe? Yeah? That's right. You guys excited for Christmas tomorrow? Maybe? I know our kids are excited. Well, kids and all of us are eagerly looking forward to Christmas because Christmas is a great day to be a kid. That as a kid, you get to wake up and you find presents under your Christmas tree. You probably get to eat some really good food on Christmas. You might even get to like eat candy for breakfast or cookies for breakfast. You don't have to go to school on Christmas You might even get to see family like your grandparents or your cousins on Christmas. And so Christmas is a day that is very much for kids. But not everything in life is for kids, right? Children are not allowed to vote in elections. Children are not allowed to drive a car legally until they can get a license as an older child. Children cannot legally get married either until they are older. Children have all kinds of restrictions on them because of their age. There are plenty of times in life when kids are told, not yet, not until you're grown up and an adult. And as crazy as it sounds, some people thought Jesus was not for kids. That he was for grown-ups only. And we'll see in the Bible this morning that Jesus came not only as a child at Christmas, but Jesus came for children, that he is a gift to children as well. And so let me invite you to look in your bulletin or turn in the Bibles to the gospel of Mark chapter 10 verses 13 through 16. Now, You might be thinking, wait, that's not a Christmas passage. I know. I'm sorry, but you know, it's about kids, so we're going to work with that. So Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. Let us hear the Word of God about this account from the life of Jesus. And they were bringing children to Jesus that He might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them laying his hands on them. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can gather together for worship each week and turn to your word, oh God. And we're thankful that even today, these thousands of years later, you still speak through your word. It is your inspired word. And so we pray today as your word goes forth, as we hear it, oh God, that you would work through your spirit 
to open our hearts and minds to receive Your Word. Give us ears to hear. Use me in spite of my own sin and weakness to be faithful in the proclamation of Your Word. For it is Your Word that tells us the good news of Christmas. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So what I want us to see in our passage today, very first thing, is that people were bringing their very young children, perhaps even wee babies or little toddlers, bringing them to Jesus so that Jesus might touch their children. Now that seems a little strange to us. Most parents do not walk up to strangers and say, would you touch my child? Would you put your hand on them? Would you hold my baby for me? But Jesus was special. And so perhaps these children were sick. And these parents who were devastated and distraught that their child whom they loved was sick, they brought their child to Jesus that he would touch them and heal them. Or perhaps they just wanted Jesus to bless their kids by saying a prayer for them or pronouncing a blessing on them because they knew life can be quite difficult and dangerous for children. For whatever reason, parents were bringing their kids to Jesus. And the Bible tells us that the disciples... Jesus' closest friends and followers rebuked the parents. Meaning he told the parents, stop it. Stop bringing kids to Jesus. And you might be thinking, whoa. Why would Jesus' disciples yell stop it to all these parents who wanted to bring their kids to Jesus? Well, I can think of perhaps three reasons why that they might not want children to be brought to Jesus. First, you may or may not know that children can be kind of gross. Yeah? Babies cry and have dirty diapers, and they're disgusting. Toddlers like drool all over the place, and when you try to hold them, they're just squirming and trying to get everywhere. When they eat, it's all over them. There's peanut butter in their hair. And even when they get older, they've got runny noses going right down into their mouth. So they don't even have to pick their nose and eat it. It's a direct stream. (laughs) That when they're sick, they don't cover their sneezes or coughs. They let it fly. And so kids can be kind of gross. Right, kids? Yeah, I I think so. And so maybe Jesus' disciples wanted to keep Jesus clean. Because they're kind of yucky. So that's one reason. Maybe the second reason why kids were forbidden from coming to Jesus, why they thought that, is because kids are kind of needy. I don't know if you know that either. That babies will just cry and cry and cry when they're hungry or need to be changed. They do that because they can't help themselves. They cannot meet any of their needs. And so they have to express, help me through, wah! And older kids do kind of the same thing. We have two kids in our house. Their names are Hungry and Thirsty. They come up to us and say, Hi, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. And we meet them often. Maybe they want you to read them stories or play with them. Maybe they're asking you repeated questions or interrupting you as you're talking to other adults. It can feel sometimes like kids are so needy and you have other important, more important things to do than to meet the needs of needy children. And so perhaps the disciples thought, kids are too needy. Let Jesus focus on more important things than kids. 
A third reason, perhaps, why they told kids to get away from Jesus is that kids couldn't really give anything to Jesus. They were probably too young to listen that intently to his parables and stories. They were too young to leave home and follow him as disciples. They probably didn't have any money to give to him to support Jesus. They couldn't really do anything for Jesus. Maybe they could color him a picture and give it to him. And Jesus could go, great, I don't have a refrigerator, so I don't know where to put this. But they didn't really have anything to offer to Jesus. And so for any or all of these reasons, the disciples tried to keep parents from bringing their young children to Jesus. They did not want Jesus to be bothered by such needy and yucky kids who could offer him nothing. But Jesus sees them doing that. And what does he do about it? He gets angry. The word our English Bible uses is indignant, which is a big word that means really angry. He couldn't believe that they would try to keep kids away from him. After all, Jesus was not sent to earth as a grown-up to have grown-up meetings, to talk about grown-up things, to immediately handle all of grown-ups' problems. No, Jesus was sent as a baby who was born just like each and every one of us. That he too was gross with dirty diapers at one point. Needy, even though away in a manger says no crying he makes. I'm pretty sure Jesus did some crying. And when he was a young toddler, he also did not have much to offer to others. That Jesus experienced childhood just like us and he cares about children. Jesus went on to say to his disciples, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Jesus is saying that kids can receive the kingdom of God. This is one of the reasons we consistently do a children's message during worship. While we value Sunday school and children's education so much, it's because we want all of these kids here to know Jesus. To believe in Jesus. To know that following Jesus is not an adult thing. It is not just for grown-ups. That we saw this morning that even kids can know the story. They can believe the story. They can share the story. And so Jesus did not delegate kids' ministry to one of His disciples. Say, Bartholomew, you got to deal with the kids. I'm going to deal with all the important stuff. No. And he didn't just kiss a baby, hand him back, get his hand sanitizer, clean up real fast, and get back to the important matters. No, Jesus loved the little children. Jesus wanted the children to come to him so that they would know that God cares about them too. Even if they can seem gross, needy, and small. But see, Jesus was not only telling the children that they were welcome to come to him. Jesus was also using the little children as an example for all the grown-ups. He said, truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So to receive the blessings that Jesus came to give us, we must receive him like a child receives things. 
Well, how do children receive things? Well, to be a child, you kind of need to be gross and needy and know you have nothing to offer. And so to receive the gift of salvation that Jesus gives to us, to receive the kingdom, is to recognize that like children, we are pretty gross ourselves. And sure, we adults may clean up nice and we don't eat our boogers that often. But we are gross in other ways. We're gross on the inside because of our sin. We think plenty of yucky thoughts and say plenty of nasty things. And our hearts are as nasty as dirty diapers. And we keep on sinning like a teething toddler keeps on drooling. And so we come to Jesus recognizing that we are gross because of our sin. We also recognize that we are needy and we only focus on ourselves. We may not scream and cry to get our way, but adults have tantrums. We let our anger and impatience get the best of us. We focus on ourselves more than others. We want to tell others our problems before we listen to theirs. And when we pray to God, we almost always focus on what we want Him to do for us. And so we're not only gross because of sin, we are selfish and needy sinners as well. But most importantly... To receive the kingdom of God like a child means that we must recognize that we have nothing to offer Jesus. That we have nothing to give. See, when we're grown-ups, we can build up a nice history of doing good things for others. We have a reputation among our family and friends and community as a good person. We may even have a resume at our job of how well we have done. A bank account full of money. We can think of all the different ways we would be useful and helpful. But to receive the kingdom like a child means to have empty hands. To receive Jesus like a gift. Not to exchange our services for His goods not to purchase them in some way with what we can offer, we come only to receive like a needy child. And only when we receive with the kind of trusting dependence that a child has can we receive the salvation that Jesus was born to bring to us. May we all learn from our kids this holiday season and all these kids here at the church that to receive Jesus, we receive Him like a child. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, we thank You that the gift of salvation is not only for those old enough to learn all of the wise things that we can know about it. It is not for those who have done a sufficient number of good deeds. It is not for those who are useful. Salvation is for those who see their need and see the gift that is given to us in our great need. And so God, we pray that You would seal these words in our hearts, that You would open our hearts and minds to believe in You, that You would do a spiritual and supernatural work in us that so often we need to remember that when it comes to our salvation, we are just like kids. And we need open hands to receive that great and glorious gift of Jesus Christ. It's in His name we pray. Amen.